Let's pray together just now. Father God, we thank you that you're a God who reveals yourself to us. You don't keep us guessing. You don't keep us in the dark. But rather you show yourself to us and speak to us in your word. Lord, we pray that as we spend just a few moments now thinking of of your word, that you would show yourself to us. And above all, show us Jesus and his wonderful love for us. Amen. Karl Barth, the Swiss Reformed theologian, was one of the most influential Christian thinkers of the 20th century. He wrote volume after massive volume of Christian theology and advice for Christian living. Towards the end of his career, a reporter once asked him famously what the most important thing was that he'd learned in all those years of theological study and of teaching. And Dr. Bart waited, considered, and then after a while he offered his answer. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Here's a guy with decades of deep, deep learning, with the brain the size of a small continent. And the most important thing he says as he looks back on his life is to know that Jesus loves him. I wonder, can you say the same? Can you say this morning, Jesus loves me, and I know it. This I know. Folks, a lot of us who gather in places like this know that God loved the world. Isn't that what the most famous verse in our our Bibles teaches us? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Because of this wonderful verse, we know about God's love, his love for the the world. We can know about Jesus' love too because God's word tells us about that. In Ephesians 5, Paul tells us that Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Later in the same chapter, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, says Paul. And maybe Paul's most personal declaration of Jesus' love comes in Galatians 2. There he says, Jesus loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus loves me, this I know. Karl Barth was able to say it. The Apostle Paul was able to say it. I wonder, can you? In a few moments, we're going to celebrate together communion. And we're going to remember God's love for the world, but we're going to remember more than just that. 
We're going to remember Jesus' love for us. He loved me. He gave himself for me. Brothers and sisters in Christ today, this is the only way to think about the death and the suffering of Jesus Christ as something personal, something to do with me. It's my sin, you see. Christoph Ebbinghaus's sin that cuts me off from God. It's not the sin of the world that does that. It's my sin. It's my pride and my hard-heartedness that caused me to reject Jesus. It's not anybody else's. I'm the one who needs God's mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. I'm the one who needs to be saved. We're going to come to this table in a moment and we're going to take bread and wine to remember Jesus' death. For whom was it that Jesus died? Well, Paul tells us that Christ loved the church and that he gave himself for her. Jesus himself tells us, greater love has no man than this, that he give his life for his friends. Elsewhere he says, the Son of Man has not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Bible teaches us that Jesus died for the church, for his friends, for the many. That's all very well. But does that include me? Does that include you? Am I among the many? Am I one of his friends? Am I welcome in his church? And the glorious answer of God's word is yes and yes and yes to all of these. We can be, each one of us, every single person here, welcome in the family of God. Throughout the Bible, we're told often that Jesus welcomes all people. His death is for all people. It's for us if only we believe in him. Paul went on one occasion, not long after Jesus' death and resurrection, he went to a Roman centurion, someone who would have imagined himself excluded from the family of God, and Paul said to him, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ receives forgiveness of sins through his name. On another occasion, Paul tells a Philippian jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Early in his gospel, John summarizes the ministry of Jesus like this. He says, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus famously said, whoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus receives everyone, every single one who believes in him. His love is for me. 
and it's for you. You know, folks, one of the saddest parts of pastoral ministry for me over the years has been talking to people about communion. People who maybe don't feel that they can take communion. They tell me they're not good enough. And no matter how much I talk to them and no matter how much I try to explain that it's, it's not about being good enough. In fact, knowing that we're not good enough is just the qualification that opens us to the mercy and the grace of God. And yet there are people who, who hold back, who believe that God's grace and his mercy isn't for them. Folks, do you see it now? as we've looked at these Bible passages together, how God's grace and God's mercy is for all. It's for anyone who will receive it. Do you see now Christ's love for you? Maybe you're here this morning and you've been a churchgoer all your life. You've been a regular attender You've maybe even been faithful in in working in the church and doing these things. But you know that somewhere in the heart of it all, it's, it's all hollow for you. You look around at the joy and the reality of other people's experience of Jesus Christ, and you know you don't have it. Come today to the cross of Jesus Christ. Look in the face of the one who hangs there and suffers for you. Come and see his love for you. Maybe you're pretty new to church, or maybe you've been away for a long, long time. The truth is you're not sure whether you believe in God or If you do believe in God, you're not sure what you believe about him. Could I invite you today to take some time just now among us. Come before the cross of Jesus Christ. Stand among those who say he loved me and he gave himself for me. Bring your doubts and your uncertainties. And come face to face with his love for you. Hear him and listen to him as he says, I love you. And I did all this for you. One of the most exciting things for me going on in our church life these days is to see some of the teenagers starting to be among us at morning worship. You guys are getting to know more and more about Jesus these days and you're meeting with us and worshipping him, uh, meeting him in his word. Are you beginning to realize the incredible love that he has for you? A love that your parents can't give you. A love that no boyfriend or girlfriend or no peer group will ever be able to give you. The love that you were made to know. 
maybe for the first time today, as we gather around the cross of Jesus Christ, you'll be able to say, he loved me and he gave himself for me. It's been a few years now since Mel Gibson's film, The Passion of the Christ, played in cinemas the world over. There was quite a lot of talk about the film and controversy at the time. Some people wondered if it was anti-Semitic. Others wondered if it was too graphic in its portrayal of the violence done to Jesus. Other folks had other complaints. I remember going to see the film and leaving the cinema with only one overwhelming sense, one overwhelming emotion and response. I knew that I was loved. When I spent time reflecting on the last hours of Jesus, reflecting on his, his death on a cross and the pain that he bore for me, I left there knowing and being entirely sure of his wonderful love. Just now, in this communion service, we're going to remember the passion of Jesus Christ, his suffering. This bread's going to act as a reminder that his body was broken, beaten and broken. This blood, this wine that we'll take, will act as a reminder of his, his blood spilt and shed. We're going to eat this bread and we're going to drink this wine. And as we take this into our bodies, we're going to remember that his death was for us. For me. With Paul, we'll be able to say he loved me. And he gave himself for me. We'll say, Jesus loves me. And we'll know that it's true. Let us pray.